evening and welcome to the Power Up Show. You're with Mia and Paul. And as always, we are rocking you home with the week that was. Um, and it is currently Thursday, the 19th of September. Paul, how are you? Ah, oh, good evening, Mia. Good everybody, everybody. It's great to be back. I uh, I missed you last week. Um, there was uh, there was a rumour that you might have mentioned I was fired. Yes. You, Tell me more about that. Yes, you Because it's a conversation fired. I'd love to have with you. <laughs> Don't come back. You're done. Um, Don't forget, I've got a good lawyer. You've spoken to him. <laughs> but also, my mother has asked me very nicely yes. not to fire you, so ah. you're lucky because yes. I feel and, like I should. And actually, I did hear a rumour as well that basically on our text line, which by the way is 04800 um, yes. there'll be more texts about that than anything else that I've ever had. Yes, correct. Your mother, well, no, no, in fact, encouraged me to get yeah, well, you're true enough, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, enough of that, uh, enough of that banter. Uh, welcome, everybody. Good welcome to be, back, good to Paul. Be back. It's good to have you oh, back. It's good to be back as well. But by the way, I have to say, absolutely fabulous show last week thoroughly enjoyed uh, the the content last week um from david um and from um was it stephen stephen, stephen, stephen from, from yeah shine, from shine yeah. yeah yeah so um phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. amazing story yeah. and um i um i have to say i probably enjoyed listening more to that podcast <laughs> or the show that i wasn't on rather than ones i'm on but anyway yeah, how about that professionalism right <laughs> oh yeah that's right exactly right exactly right so yeah, much more professional without me there's no, there's no the, doubt about it <laughs> the regular show back yeah it's all back to normal today i'm afraid guys so um anyway so on this evening's show we'll be talking as always to our linkedin ninja um gillian bullock uh, Gillian's been very active. Um, we've got the pleasure of seeing Gillian uh, live next week as well, haven't mm. we, Mia? So looking forward to that. Um, and uh, we're going to be also though, in the second part of the show talking to uh, Grant Cleland and Grant Cleland's sector. And he's going to be talking about uh, his journey in developing a high-performing team, which I'm really fascinated to hear about and looking forward to hearing about his story there. And um, uh, it, sound like it sounds like he's done some great stuff. So we're going to have a good time And it's interesting to with, note uh, the Grant. training behind it and understanding that not everyone is born into a leadership role and Absolutely. there is no such thing as training to be become a leader but you can I suppose learn. Yeah, you can learn. You can learn. Uh, yeah, but look, I've got about that forever, really, shouldn't I? So that's what, that's what, <laughs> what we talked to Grant about that. So uh, you're listening to Power Up Show with. Uh... And you're back with the Power Up Show. Alive. 90.5. On a live 90.5. And as always, we have the gorgeous Gillian on the phone with us, the LinkedIn Ninja, the number one LinkedIn trainer in Australasia. Gillian, how are you? I am pretty good. It's not as always, though, exactly, because since Paul wasn't on the show last week, I decided to boycott. I was with you, Paul. Yes, oh. yes. You see, I have That's got right. fans. And don't forget, don't forget, don't forget Mia as well. Is that... Uh, Go on without him. <laughs> and, yeah. and don't forget Mira as well. Don't forget it's uh, it's not the number one LinkedIn LinkedIn trainer in Australia. It's the number one LinkedIn trainer in the Southern Hemisphere. I said Australasia. <laughs> Hang on a second. There are a few other countries in the Southern Hemisphere. Was, Julian, things are getting nasty in the studio. <laughs> Could you please clarify your title before I slap Paul? Uh, it is Australasia. Australasia. Thank you. Oh, yes. well, I just promoted you, Gillian. Just take it. <laughs> That's all right. So, Gillian, before, in our last conversation, you dropped one of those cliffhangers with us when you said to Paul and I, by the way, why don't you send people voicemails? And Paul and I looked at each other going, what? <laughs> yes, I like to do that now and then. Yeah. So, let's go through that. In the meantime, you've sent for... Uh, voice to George, <laughs> Paul. Paul, a voice. Some people call me George. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hand over to Gillian because clearly the wheels are coming off with Paul and I right now. <laughs> All right. So yes, the um, the cliffhanger that I left you with uh, unintentionally, but nevertheless, was that LinkedIn have voicemail. So uh, I left you a little gift for you both just to prove it. Yes, so you want Paul to play his first, because I still haven't listened to mine, because I've got strict instructions not to listen to it until Paul played his first. Okay. 
Go. Yeah. Paul, okay. so go, you go, go. go first. Ready? Paul, you're first. Hey there, Paul. Welcome to your first voicemail message through LinkedIn. It is Gillian Bullock, as you can read above, and I hope you're having a fabulous day and hope you have a great weekend, and I will speak to you all on air uh, next Thursday night at 6pm in the Power Up with Mia and Paul show. Bye. Love it. So professional, Gillian. You've done this before. (laughs) Fantastic. I am, I am highly professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in good company because so are Paul and I. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, yes, it's just basically that you hold your finger down on the icon that looks like an old-fashioned microphone mm-hmm. that's built right into LinkedIn. Um, and then, yeah, you just hold it down the whole time that you're speaking and release your thumb, if you like, or your finger when you finish speaking and it gives you the option to cancel or send. It doesn't actually give you the option to hear it back. Oh. But I, I think by the time you've actually done it, you know whether you sounded like an idiot or not. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I mean, and yet every Thursday night pulls on air, so. <laughs> oh, she doesn't stop, does she? I might have been away from it. She saved them up from last week, didn't she? So do you want me to play your message to me? Yes, for sure. Okay, here we go. How does this work? Hey there, Mia. It's Gillian here. I've just left a private voicemail message for Paul through LinkedIn, so I thought I'd send you one too. And because these are private, I thought maybe we could plan a little practical joke or something for Paul and perhaps put a whoopee cushion under his seat before he goes on air next week. Just a thought. Anyway, have a good weekend. Bye. Love the professionalism, guys. (laughs) Gillian, Paul honestly thinks that you and I have something against him and I would like to just say for the record, we don't. Only Mia has. Only Mia has. Yes, it's only Mia. Closely followed by Gillian because we love what you do. Now, tell me, Gillian, the purpose of, because WhatsApp has something very similar and I think your text messages now, you can send the same thing. What is the purpose behind LinkedIn and creating this opportunity to leave a voicemail? Uh, I think the opportunity there is to be a little different from others. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also super, super quick. And for those that aren't touch typists, it's probably quicker than writing replies. Um, It is also, you can't, you know, cut and paste um, uh, as you can with a text. You can't cut and paste an actual message. So you can make them highly personalised. They only go up to a minute. So you can be nice and nice and quick. Um, And the thing that I really like about it, there is also a video feature. Oh! Um, But I don't need to put on makeup to do a voicemail. (laughs) I feel like, and I can't be sure, but I feel like there might be a dig on the fact that I don't put on makeup when I do videos. (laughs) There's a reason for that, Gillian. You don't put makeup when you're doing radio, do you? No, neither. Yes, that's why we like podcasting and radio. Yeah. Also why voicemail is so so quick and easy to do. So, Gillian, when would I be sending voicemails to people? I know you said it's to do something different. When would Mm -hmm. I send uh, a voicemail? I mean, I get that I might send Paul a sliding insult of some kind. Yep, uh, uh, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct, correct. But uh, shh, don't worry, the show's not over. It's still coming. <laughs> uh, Paul didn't hear that. But why would I use a voicemail? Um, okay, so I... Oh, I sorry, in what context um, would I use it, yeah? In, in context, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's sort of open to interpretation. I like using them when I have 
um, met somebody and they've reached out oh. to connect and they haven't sent me the personalised message, which Ooh. we were spoken about earlier. Yeah, we said that. So we? I can be uh, very personal in a voicemail back and say, you know, thanks so much for reaching out. It was great to meet you yesterday. Oh. Uh, make sure that you implement oh. that whatever it was strategy that I mentioned in the workshop. Oh, that's clever. But Something now, like if, if I'm in a workshop and I meet new people, right? Mm-hmm. And we haven't connected on LinkedIn. So normally we send a personalised message with it uh, yep. to get them to connect. Now, can that personalised message be a text message or do we have to be a first connection? Yeah, you would have to be a first connection okay. to right. be able yep. to do the same feature, yeah. What's interesting, actually, Gillian, is that since you showed me that, it's funny, only a few days later, I had my first voicemail. So if you hadn't have actually um, educated me on that, I would have seen this and thought, what on earth is this? <laughs> <laughs> so it was great timing. Only a few days later. It was only on, uh, was it, um, it was only just, yeah, I think three days yes, afterwards. Yes, well, we have about 12,000 listeners. So odds are there were people listening to the, the call, I mean, to the show, and then went ahead and gave it a go. True, true. So, there's a, there's a, there may be, yeah, it was after the show. True, very true, very true. Gillian, so you mentioned that there is a video option. So when we come back with you next week, can we touch on what that video option is? Well, yeah, we could, sure. Perfect. Sort of LinkedIn sort of Live. Away, but yeah, we could. Sorry, say that again. You were thinking of going where? Uh, no, I said it's a little self-explanatory, but yeah, we could. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, let's do that. Uh, and again, the benefits, because intuitively you know why you want to send a voice message, but in something like LinkedIn, when you don't really have that great a connection, I'm sitting here going, why would I do it? And you've actually explained it quite nicely as to the advantages and the way to leave the message, which is probably why you're in the number one LinkedIn trainer in Australasia, and I am the number nothing. <laughs> It'll come one day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm not taking your place. You keep them. (laughs) No, I meant like you're the number one broadcaster at the 6 p.m. time slot on a Thursday. Correct, in the Hills District. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Gillian, thanks so much. We will talk next week about how to uh, create videos on LinkedIn and when to do it and how to do it. Before then, we'll see Gillian next Wednesday. And, um, yeah, looking forward to that, Gillian. I look forward to speaking next Thursday night. You're seeing the Power Up Show with me and Paul on a live 90.5. And you're back with the Power Up Show. It's currently 23 past 6 on Thursday, the 19th of September. And this evening, Paul, as you mentioned in the introduction, we've got Grant Cleland on the line. He's the National Sales Manager of Sector, which is an innovative company specializing in effective technology for business. Grant is responsible for 150, uh, no, sorry, not 150, $140 million in revenue per year, which, let's be honest, in this current economy is a challenge and a stretch by any means mm. of the imagination. Absolutely. Uh, hi, Grant. How are you? And welcome to the show. Good, good. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Grant, when you took on the role and the responsibility and you transitioned into the, into this leadership position, you had to have really tough people decisions in order to reach these revenue targets because $140 million, it's not pocket change. No, not at all. Not at all. The, um, the company originally, uh, the target... The, the big target, I suppose, number for for me when I stepped into the role was to get or assist the the, the Australian business to get up over over the hundred mil mark. So, um, you know, where we've where we've headed to now is um, it, it is probably beyond expectations of um, of the owners of the business. But um, yeah, it's it's really enjoyable to be a part of it. What did leadership look like for you when you took on this role? Were you a natural leader, or were you thrust into that role? Um, I came from I came from another business which was um, which was smaller that I was a national sales manager of. But um, 
yeah, when I stepped into when I stepped stepped into sector, I stepped into a role that was foreign to me, um, and then a bunch of a bunch of my peers, guys that I've known for for many many years, uh, voted. I suppose voted me into the role. There wasn't a, a national sales manager role per se, uh, but as the business grew, they saw that they needed they needed someone other than than, than our general general manager to to help you know guide and and, and I suppose um, and and take the business to to the heights that we've got to today. Um, yeah, it was pretty daunting because you know a lot of my peers, um, some had been my manager. My man, my personal manager, and other other roles, uh, other jobs that I had throughout the year. So it was it was a little bit daunting, but um, like a lot of things that, that that I like to do, you know, uh, I just took the ball by the horns and and went with it. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic uh, um, journey to start off with there, there Grant. And um, and sort of what sort of help, um, and, and going from that position whereby you're actually then being, a, what I'm call, voted onto the island <laughs> uh, as the leader. Um, uh, sort of like where, um, what were some of the first things you do in terms of trying to, to help get the right sort of help to try and help you um, in this uh, role that basically you've been effectively voted into? Um, I just turned to, I turned to, I suppose, family and friends that, uh, had uh, leadership roles in in larger businesses. Um, I'm fortunate enough. I, I go away on a on a golf weekend every uh, twice a year, and and some of the guys that go away on that golf weekend have uh, been really senior roles at places like CBA and sure. and and some liquor distributors and things like that. So um, I turned to yeah people that I knew that had been in really senior roles. Mm. Um, in larger businesses, you know, much mm-hmm. much larger than the sector, mm-hmm. um, and, and also turn to the guys that, that that put me in that role, sure. and in turn to them to, to understand their expectation of what they wanted out of someone in a national sales manager role. Um, yeah, the, again, a lot of the guys that I work with are, are older than me and been mm-hmm. in the industry longer than me. Um, so yeah, it was understanding what they needed from someone within the, within the role as well, so I could. Could, could help execute what they what they needed. So you turned around and said, "Well, to to peers, what do you expect from this role, and what do you need from the role?" But let's turn this around to you and go, "Well, what did you need in order to effectively execute the role?" Again, I don't want to gloss over 140 million dollar revenue because it takes. You know, Paul and I have both been there. In order to achieve those kinds of results, you need to have a very unique style of leadership to to get people on board with you so what did you need to look for um look that's yeah that's a really good question um i i I suppose i'm probably not daunted by anything so um i don't think that i ever overthought overthought that process i knew i had a really good team behind me um, I knew we had a bunch of um, we had a bunch of really good vendors that we represented and a really good bunch of partners. Um, so, so, so to execute on on what the business strategy was, uh, it actually wasn't that difficult. It was it was more about supporting supporting the state managers. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of the time they were out on their own, and it was just spending time with them and spending time with their customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose at times taking. Taking some of the, you know, the, the, the high-level commercial uh, conversations that they might have been having that were, were really tying them up, and taking some of that on board, and just taking some of the pressures off them. But you know, I had to spend a lot of time interstate with, <clears throat> pardon me, with the guys 
to understand what those things were because I was at the time mm. was in a different part of the, the business sector trying to develop a, a new area for the business. So, um, yeah, I suppose it was it, it was getting in and getting my hands dirty um, that, that that assisted and helped the guys and and also has helped the growth. Grimes, I got a, um, a message on the text line, uh, listener 0480-028-100. And the question is, Grant mentioned he goes on golfing trips twice a year with some big names. What was some of the advice he got from them? Um, just to, to back yourself, um, I, think, uh, I think a lot of the time, you know, leaders, leaders do they have the right intent. And... Um, uh, but just to back yourself, yep. you, you you might make a mistake. You might, um, you, yeah, you might uh, you, you might regret some decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all part of the journey. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. And that's think, good advice. Sorry, Grant. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, again, you know, really, really back yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that, that was that was probably something that really stood out for me was some of these guys that said some of the, the mistakes that they had made they'd look back and and, and, and frown upon and, <laughs> and, 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 and look at it and just go I can't believe I made that mistake but um, yeah I think I you think gotta own you gotta own the mistakes journey, you right? make yeah well yeah hundred percent. And it's making, so in backing yourself, it's actually making the right decision at the time. And I think the um, your commercial mindset, where you talked about earlier on, I guess is, is, is very much critical to that as well, to make sure that you've really thought about what the business needs, how's the business going to grow, um, and getting uh, getting involved um, not just with the, the clients, but also with the team um, nationally as well. Grant, before we go uh, to a break, and we're going to come back and talk about the the people side of the the journey you were on, we've got a a text message here from Roland, and it actually covers something that you and I spoke about. And his question to you is, I've recently been promoted into the sales manager job. I have no experience whatsoever, which sounds a bit like where you came from, where your your caller came from. Can you tell me what I need to do to be prepared? Um. It's, yeah, that's exactly where I came from. I uh, I sort of got thrust into into management at a young age and had no training, and it was just because I I, I suppose I was the, the next person in line, and it was a natural progression. Um, and at the time, the, the the owner of the business felt that um, uh, the role had been earned. Uh, I would probably the person that that that, that has promoted Roland. Um, you know, I think Roland needs to needs to look at that person for support and some and some guidance. But also, as I touched on before, family and friends are such a such a great resource um, for for knowledge. Uh, you know, more often than not, there's there's someone amongst your your family and friends that have that, that have done this before. Um, so yeah, and I go back to what I said before: be be. Be proud to be proud to to own your mistakes mistake. uh, and, and make them. And it's, it's true. You learn. Correct. And it's true. You need to surround yourself by, I like to call it Paul, and I call it the power of eight. And those are, uh, with all due respect, Paul, those, those grey-haired men and women that are around you who have made the mistakes that you're about to make, who can stop you and advise you and guide you uh, and be there to support you. Because if you're going to surround yourself with people who haven't been there, you're just going to go nowhere, aren't you? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I'm starting to get some of those grey hairs myself. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking for mine. <laughs> I'm starting. Uh, 
starting to worry that people are going to start turning to me. So. <laughs> Grant, when we come back, I'd like to, as I indicated, have a conversation with you about the people's side of of building your team because, as you said, you were voted in to take on this national role to hit those targets of $140 million. You would have... Well, you mentioned that you made sacrifices. You were travelling a lot. You were getting down and dirty, down to the bottom of the of the process to understand it properly but there would have had to be some very hard people decisions that you made because you don't have those kinds of results without bringing your team with you so can you hang around for uh, about 10 minutes we've just got to clear some ads and what have you and we can come back to you and continue this conversation yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Grant. Looking towards being about 10 minutes. You're listening to The Power Up Show with Mia and Paul on a live 90.5. You're listening to The Power Up Show with Mia and Paul. It's 6.41 on Thursday the 19th of September. And we're back now with our guest, uh, Grant Cleland from uh, from Sector. And um, and before the uh, the break there, we were talking about how Grant uh, is responsible for a $140 million uh, company per year in terms of sales. And Grant, you talked about the steps you took to uh, to help you in terms of become a good leader of this team and under interesting circumstances and the sort of things you did to, uh, to do that. Like the opposite and, um, of Survivor, right? The opposite, yeah, the, the winner of Survivor, <laughs> voted into the uh, to island. Um, now, obviously, the, bringing the team along with you was a key part. We, we talked a little bit earlier on about uh, your involvement of getting out there and certainly going with the state managers. And um, But first of all, in terms of uh, the team itself, did you think um, there were some people... Uh, that were equipped or not equipped um, when you started this particular journey? Um, yeah, probably probably both sides. Um, most uh, most of those that, that, those guys are uh, guys and guys and girls are still still with us. That's um, good. There's a there's a there's a few that um, that that maybe um, maybe couldn't you know take that step from um, you know when the business was around that sort of fifty to sixty mil mark to to take that next step because there was already pressures on the business and and workloads and things like that. So can I just take a step back there? So you're Mm. telling, do I understand you correctly, is that when you took over as the national sales manager, you were sitting at a revenue of about 50, 60 million and you had to take this team to 140 million? Yeah, it was around, it was around that. Don't quote, don't quote me on the number, but <laughs> there or thereabouts. Uh, yeah, it's good one enough. or two. What's one we're, or two? But we're not. There's, there's no there's no CFOs on this show this evening. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. So it was uh, just short of five years ago that I mm. I, I think I took the role uh, November mm-hmm. five years ago. So um, yeah, the business was probably doing yeah about sixty. Call it, let's call it sixty mil. Uh, so yeah, there, there was there was some people in the team that 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 helped us get to to that next step or that mm. that dream milestone of of a hundred mil mm. uh most of those nearly all of those those people are still on board with us uh plus uh plus a, you know uh, additions to the team as well uh as you guys would understand to, mm. to continue to grow you need you, you need more valuable people. So. There's a lot of yeah, buzz absolutely. around at the moment that talks about these high-performance teams and high-performance cultures and blah, 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 blah. And I, I say it a little bit sarcastically because that's something that Paul and I are always involved in is building up these high-performance teams. But for you, it wasn't that you were having to build one. You were taking a team and you had to almost push them into a high-performance mm. level because that's a massive increase given the economy, as we've said before. That's a massive increase in revenue. How did the team respond when you started taking them on this journey, yeah, really well. Um, a lot of the people that, that that joined, a lot of the people that were in the business already were uh, they were high performers. Uh, the business had done a great job in securing 
really key people in key roles prior to me coming on board. Um, there were some people that, that I used to work with or worked with in the industry that I that I saw could assist the business grow to the next level and that sure. we needed to bring on board. Mm. Um, how did the team respond? Really well. Uh, oh, the, the, again, I, I think retention of staff within our sales team, it speaks volumes around... Uh, I suppose, the success we've had and the, the success that we've shared. Yeah, and that's good. And I think, uh, I mean, probably the, I would say, was there was there a key thing there in terms of, um, because, look, some pe- people respond to that in terms of it's a change, it's hard work. And you, you said, obviously, you know, the, which is great, the vast majority of people wanted to be uh, part of something very successful there. Do you think there was something in the really clear arc, uh, articulation about what needed to be done and, and how? That, that helped get people on this journey? Do you think there was a, a piece there in terms of making some clarity about and the excitement around that? Do you think it's something that helped them? There was always there was always excitement around the business hitting 100 mil. Yeah. Oh, I would say. That, 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 that nine-figure number. There was, yeah. always, there was always a lot of hype and a lot of excitement around that. And I suppose after after that happened, I was like, well, well what's next? Um, again, you, you, you need the right people on board to, to actually take stock and say, okay, yes. so that's been achieved. We need to now you know, continue to do our job, continue to grow, um, you know, continue to, 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 to educate um, other people within the business and, and I suppose, uh, you know, grow themselves. Yeah. Um, I... I yeah, you, you mentioned, David, that you mentioned you were voted in almost like an unofficial vote, and, and we keep on going back to that because it's quite funny. Um, being yeah. voted in as this national sales manager because the the team needed it to take itself to the next level, and the company realised they needed it. How did your peers feel, even though they did vote you in? But how did the team feel about you taking on that role? And do you believe they bought into the value and the vision that you were bringing to the role immediately? Because you're speaking about what sounds like a quite a happy, well-adjusted team. I work with sales teams all the time. This is a very unique situation <laughs> for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you feel that they're bought into you as the individual or they were still holding on to the environment in which they were working? Yeah, look, I, I was really conscious of the, of, of the circumstances that I, that I got into the role. Um, fortunate, fortunate for me, I knew a lot of the, as I said previously, I knew a lot of the guys from whether you know we had you know um, dealt with each other in the past or worked with each other. I, I think it, it, it took two to three years, and it was a really conscious effort by myself that I didn't. I, I'm not the sort of leader that that, that tells people what to do. Um, mm. I, I I just don't I, I don't like that style. Um, I don't like being told what to do. So <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't enforce that on my guys. That's but great. It probably mm. took it probably took three, uh, two to three years, really, and it was a conscious effort by myself. Um, that the things that I asked and expected from my guys were obviously things that I was happy to do myself. Um, but I was I was like one of them. I I, I always looked at as myself as um, one of them, a senior member of the team, part of the management team. And we're all on this journey together to achieve the same things together. It, it, over the last two years, that's probably evolved a little bit. Yeah. And I think over time, when you start nailing, you start nailing the, the, the numbers and the things 
that are put in place for you and that you put in place for, for, for your team and you help your team get there. Um, I, th- I, I think that the, the perception of you and the respect for you, it, it does change a little and you and you need to change a little with that. Uh, Grant, we've got one uh, question that's come through by uh, text for you uh, and it comes through from, uh, for, from Peter and Peter says, um, what would you have done if the team didn't want to take on this pressure? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Really, it's like, it's, 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 it, we get some ask some ask some very difficult questions here. Unfortunately, Grant, find, find another way. Yeah, um, yeah find another right. way. Um, yeah. I I refuse to give up. I'm uh, yeah. a part of. I'm a very stubborn person and a very competitive person. I would have found another way. Yeah. Um, yeah again, yeah, I would have turned to people with more experience than me yeah. to help me through that. Brilliant. Um, I have been fortunate, without a doubt, that I've had the people on board. That have that have helped me on this journey, and and we've got to the got to the place that we're at now. Um, yeah, Grant, Fantastic. it's quite a fascinating conversation we're having with you because you were thrust into a leadership position. You were fortunate enough to have a team with you that were prepared to take the journey. You grew, what's that, about 100 million? Is that right? If I'm doing my maths right. But there's yeah. no CFOs here, so we won't yeah. hold anybody we'll, to. We'll, we'll keep going as well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, and what interests me, and Paul's now glazed eyes over straight away as soon as I mentioned this, but I'm, oh. I'm really interested around the sales strategy mm-hmm. and what you implemented to take on that growth, given the environment in which you're working and given in the, the current climate within you with what you're working in. So I know you and I have had this conversation uh, and would love to have you on the the show when David and I get on together to talk about that journey and the sales strategy around it because I think that in itself is going to be a fascinating conversation yeah yeah happy I know we're not getting into, into that today but no no not today yeah, happy 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 to happy to talk through that and um, beautiful yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be next year. Early next year, it'll be one of the first shows back with David where we talk about that. But in the meantime, the, the story is just fascinating. I think it's a constant reminder that when you have somebody who goes into a leadership position, it's not a given that we have leadership skills. We may have really good people skills, mm-hmm. but it takes it's the leader's responsibility to stand up and go, who do I need to go to next in order to take my game to the next level and more importantly to bring my team with me because it could, could have gone either way right 100 percent. and 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 a lot of the a lot of people that report to me have you know a lot of my ideas come from those guys mm. so yeah you know, i'm fortunate enough that i've got a fantastic team below me um but you know they yeah, yeah again they a lot of my ideas are, are shared ideas and yeah, I turn to them a lot. So beautiful. Uh, that's good. It's because a great style as well, Grant. I think to have to have people around you and realise actually you don't always have all the answers yourself, and you get the answers from others is a is a great way to be and bring those on the journey as well. So fantastic and really thank you so much grant for sharing your story with us this evening i could talk for hours and i'm sure we will one day <laughs> yes. um, but uh, that's we've unfortunately run out of time for now but thank you so much grant for coming on the show with us this evening and we'll definitely have you on the show next year so our listeners will continue the journey but more around the sales strategy grant thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for having me you're listening to the power up show with me and paul on a live 90.5 your sound your community alive 90.5 Paul, well, that's the end of the show for us today. Raj is coming on pretty soon. He is um, indeed. And fascinating conversation around leadership with uh, Grant. Absolutely. And it's something that I think it's so important to understand that there are organisations out there that are trying to build 
high performing teams but it does come at the expense of a number of people and I think leaders sometimes forget that the reality around all of that now is that if you do get thrust into that position of leadership it is your responsibility to take control and make sure that you are working with your people so your people are traveling with you and that's something you are more familiar with than I absolutely am. Absolutely right, absolutely right and uh, it reminds me of several other conversations I've had though, this week actually yeah. on the same subject um, of people not in that sort of situation but other situations where they're, they're starting to look ahead and yeah. Uh, yeah. they're starting to plan about what will make them a good leader when they when they get there yeah. and uh, because uh, all too often uh, I mean look I think Grant's story is a great one because he was pushed, well th- um, voted into Vote, it I love that, I was voted Voluntarily <laughs> forced maybe another way to look <laughs> Yeah. It. Um, and um, but look, he made a success of it, so it wasn't yeah. something necessarily he entirely planned. Um, but but credit to him in terms of, you know, he clearly had a uh, got some great advice um, and has executed it very well. And obviously, that's not the end of the journey. Um, they're obviously going to have to go from strength to strength and uh, and keep oh, that way. Sounds like it. That's right. So, but uh, I'm sure that with Grant the helm, they've got every chance of uh, being like highly it. successful. Yeah, well, I think that's it for us. Next week we have Tony Skinner. I'm a winner. We do and I'm a indeed. What is yes, he? Tony I'm... Skinner. He's a winner. He's a grinner. So he'll be with us next week, and uh, he'll be yeah. talking about um, some exciting stuff. Um, he is our Google Partner Guru. Yeah, Google we have all sorts of gurus like on the show, don't we? So, Google uh, Partner Guru. Google Partner Guru. Well, with that, that's the Power Up Show for Thursday, the 19th of September, over and out, and we will be back next week.